And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime gal. Hey. Hello, DC Matthews. At DC Matthews NAI. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. It is always a pleasure to always. sit in Manson Manor and record a podcast. And we just did this a couple of days ago, and yet here we are again. Here we are. Here we are. You seem uh, so thrilled. I am, uh, well, we just spent the last few hours playing video games that I didn't know how to play that I wasn't very good at. Look at him tiptoeing. <laughs> Like, like, like his footfalls are going to matter. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is our thrilling pleasure to welcome back to the DDT Wrestling Airwaves, the one, the only, GQ, at GQ on draft. GQ, how are you? Good. Mrs. Manson's here. <laughs> Mrs. Manson's also here. Oscar's here. It's a family affair here. Doc hey. and his women. Wait, his, what? His wife and his mistress are oh, both here. Oh, I see what you did there. Nice, nice, real nice. We've been doing it for a while. I know you have. It's good to be back, though. I think the last time I was on this was Christmas time. Oh, yes. We recorded DDT Wrestling. We had planned on doing this long marathon thing. We get, like, 15 minutes in. Oh, I gotta go. Sorry. I gotta go. I'll be back in, like, 12 hours. It was a family emergency. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> All right, cut me some slack. All right. In full fairness, he did come back. I did come back. He did several back. hours later, but I did come back. He was. He is a man of his word. Is GQ? That is correct. On draft. It is occurring to. Me. Oh no, never mind. I can talk about that later. Um. Well, since this is DDT wrestling, we it is. GQ was like, let's write down some topics to talk about. Uh, Battleground has happened, and. <laughs> This is what this is why it's good that we took because not only has Battleground come and gone, but we also had a Raw and a SmackDown. So Doc and GQ and Mrs. Manson, if you would like to chime in, um, what are your thoughts on WWE? Let's st- let's lean more towards SmackDown Live because more has happened there. Um, when you went to bed on Sunday, Doc Manson, and Battleground was over. How did you feel? <laughs> I cried my, my bed because it was so bad. That's how I felt. Doc, your thoughts? <laughs> um, it was not a very... You said something earlier because we've been here for a couple of hours. I actually think you said this while we were out and about um, getting Moe's. Uh, that's Moe's, the sponsor of DVD. <laughs> Welcome to Moe's. Welcome to Moe's. Um, do you really believe that Battleground was the worst pay-per-view you've ever seen? Um, it was certainly one of the most boring I think I've ever seen. You weren't excited? The Punjabi prison? The return of the Great Kali! The Great Kali! The Great Kali! Um, if you haven't had the chance to watch the video <laughs> with the Hindi commentary, they act like it's literally like Jesus has walked, <laughs> is floating down to the ring. Well, I mean, the Great Kali is very popular. In India, oh, I'm not complaining. I think it's great. I was ex- I I I was excited for 
describe what that was. Yes, we are. Doc Manson took GQ's baseball cap okay, and rubbed it on his testicle. <laughs> and I, yes, we are. We're um, with his shorts still on, by the way. And I put the hat back on. <laughs> As I said, wife... I deny that this happened. Yes, yeah, okay. Uncomfortable podcast partner. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, I, I just have to say, though, what I thought was terrible was all the finishes were horrible. All right, name name one good finish to me on that. Let's let's on talk, that card let's talk about just finishes in general here. As Doc snuggles up, <laughs> Mrs. Manson is just perfectly blasé about the fact <laughs> that her husband is laying <sighs> on another man. Yeah, he's very, not that there's anything I'm wrong with that. Comfortable, I guess. Oh, just like well, it's probably as a good they'll thing learn in a future podcast. podcast, they are open minded. You know what's going to be great. When listeners are trying to hear four people speak at once. <laughs> yeah. It's like a bird calling outside. Oh, what the hell was that? At least a And GQ broke. broke my foot. All right. Uh, no, but honestly, I thought, I thought the finishes were absolutely horrible. Well, so let's, let's see if I can remember it. And the fact that I can, it's hard to remember. It's not a good I'm sense. not saying it was a good pay-per-view, but I think it was better than some people think. So, opening match, Usos and New Day. I liked it a lot. That was probably one of the better matches of the night. It was honestly. probably one of the better matches of the night, except I don't care about either participant. Yeah, yeah. I, but that's fine. But as we've learned on all of these episodes, happy 90th, by the way. Isn't this in the 90th episode, or was last week the 90th episode? Nah, I don't remember. All right. Well, either way, happy whatever episode this is. I think it's 91. All but right. don't, I think what you were mentioning is, I don't think a lot of people carry, like, care as much about the storylines. Well, right I, I think, again, the feuds are horrible. Sunday... I would agree with you. Sunday, everything, and then all of a sudden, if you watched and you said it yourself, SmackDown happened yesterday, yeah. and all of a sudden, a whole lot of people. Why are you hoarding the pillows? Wow, he is. <laughs> wow, he's, in, he's out of control over there. Describe <laughs> what's happening right now. <laughs> Very uncomfortable. All right. I think I would like to commend WWE. Oscar. He's pretty, he was pretty upset about the pay-per-view as well. <laughs> they, they did a nice job rebounding. I'm not Again, I'm not going to say Battleground was a great. Rebounding. Oh. <laughs> you bound and then you rebound. I'm going to rebound my hand across it. Anyways. Um, uh, but yes. You know, show. so the... But again, I think... <laughs> just said good show. All right. What are you doing? Leave him alone. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> that was the best show ever. Okay. <laughs> Stop that. All right. What happened after Can we... that? No. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Delete. Delete. <laughs> so... Baron Corbin and Shinsuke. Did you have a problem with Corbin's low blow? Was that a bad finish? Yeah. Well, I just felt like you have all these feuds that, first of all, no one finds believable to begin with and then instead of just at least giving us good matches they're just throwaway matches with terrible finishes I thought their match on Smackdown was far better but so why is that the case that they feel like I, I feel like there's this pattern now of you get three or four terrible pay-per-views and then finally they decide hey we should probably give them something you're going to enjoy well we're on the road to SummerSlam now I do think, you know, Doc Manson is famous for the idea of that WWE spinning spinning its wheels. And I, I think it definitely that. is Absolutely. it definitely is guilty of that at times. I don't think it's spinning its wheels anymore. I feel like we're now on Tuesday. 
the SmackDown that we got put us, yes, on the track to SmackDown. Yeah, but for they started whatever, new feuds. But for whatever reason, they only do that right before the big pay-per-views. Right. I truthfully don't think WWE places a high priority on these brand-specific pay-per-views. I think they treat it as a slightly fancier SmackDown Live. That's what we got. We got a slightly fancier SmackDown Live on Sunday. Is it just because now, with the way pay-per-views are, you know, I mean, back in the day, you had to pay for them. There'd be bigger build-up. Now it's just kind of like we're going through the They happen so frequently. They happen every month, twice a month for both companies. But for, let's just say, let's assume there's a SmackDown team and a Raw team. I think they happen once a month, so you've got to do at least four weeks of SmackDown plus a brand-specific pay-per-view, and then you gear up for these big shows. You know, these big, not the big show. No, yeah. The big events. So that's why they saved Chris Jericho. You know, somebody asked me, I think on Twitter, was like, do you think Jericho was like an emergency call? Hey, we're floundering here. Come save us. No, I think this was the plan. He's he's at a point in his career where he can be like, I'm going to work Mania and SummerSlam, and I'll probably but come back for the Rumble. Don't you think these plans, they wait too long to start executing them? Like, it's, we drag and drag, and then finally when something good happens, most people are like, why didn't this happen? I would wonder if you were to be able to give some sort of veritaserum to the writing staff. If you've got a 70-year-old man who randomly will show up at events and just decide to change everything, how far ahead are you willing to make these plans? You know what I mean? I'm not saying that I think Vince is a wild card right now, but he did just show up and cancel Talking Smack just because he felt like it. So maybe it's just one of those, we're going to work kind of on a week-to-week basis until we're leading up to a big big pay-per-view and then... Maybe we'll <clears throat> try putting some things together. But I don't know. You know, It's interesting to see the way it does business. I do think what you said makes a lot of sense. You're not paying $34.99 for pay-per-views anymore or whatever the price was when yeah, WWE Network. Roughly, yeah, yeah, 35 you're not paying Some 30 got up to like 60 bucks. I think. You're not paying 30 or 40 or more. It's $9.99. They need to give you $9.99 worth of effort. So a match where the, that's a problem. the big surprise is the great Kali comes down for most... Hey man, for 1.3 billion people on the cont- uh, the country of India, not continent, no, 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 but and I think the, they're willing to say for those rest of for the American fans who are going to get on Twitter and complain wildly about it, most of them are going to continue to give us their 9.99 a month, so it's no big deal. We have to deal with some angry tweets. Well, I think that's exactly it. They've discovered that with this business model that they don't really have that much. In terms of fluctuations, they can put the belts on whoever they want. Their subscriptions stay basically what they are. So they have no reason to pander to the people even to subscribe to their network because those people seem to just be subscribers regardless. And they know that we have short attention spans because we were railing, most people were railing against SmackDown all through Sunday in the Monday. Raw was so much better. Raw was so much better. Seven minutes into SmackDown, Jericho shows up. You've got Jericho, Styles, and Orton. Or Owens, not Orton. That would be worse. worse. Oh my god, this is incredible. Yay, it's so wonderful. It was good. It's back. I mean, I was happy just when Styles and Owens were in the ring together, starting Mm -hmm. off a week of television for a change. But yeah, certainly Jericho added to that, made it a lot better. No. How hilarious was it that Kevin Owens just quietly put the microphone down? Awesome. Got out of the ring. And just started moment, away. Moment of the night. Didn't say anything, just... I, I tweeted this out. Um, 
He's been in WWE for 900 and some odd days. I think it's 968 or for whatever. And for 560 of those days, he's held the championship. Yeah, I saw that tweet. That he's awesome. It's, it's, he is unbelievably good. He's the, the face of America. He really is. And his face is getting thinner. Every time I see him, it looks like he's lost more weight. He is slimming down. Are they putting pressure backstage from to lose weight? I doubt it, but I'm I mean, sure. I can totally understand his own personal choice. To I'm, sh- I'm sure they're not saying, oh, no, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, right, right. Um, all right, but we had a women's fatal five-way that was decent. It was fine. Uh, Natalia won. You, I know, said that. You told GQ that. That was what was going to happen. Yep. That was what was going to yep. happen. You, After Tamina aligned herself with Lana and the fact that Becky has been aligned with Charlotte for a little while now, it just became obvious that though, if there's going to be some sort of tag action going on in the women's division, those are the two teams. The only right. person out in that five-way was yeah. Natalia, so yeah. it made sense. Do you think one of these two, because right now the plan, you would assume, would be Natty versus Naomi and then Alexa Bliss versus Bailey? do you think either of those are going to become this multi-woman no, match? I don't. Okay. You think we're going to get two straight-up singles matches? Because you did tweet out that just based on the way the brand extension works, it's going to be likely we're going to get more multi-man matches just to try to fit everybody onto the card. Do you think like a female multi-opponent match would be a pre-show? I think they could very easily do either a Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. You know, it's a very easy way to fill rosters. You're not going to do a Battle Royal. You do a... Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, you know, some sort of bragging rights sort of thing. Maybe you have a multi-women match, maybe you have a multi-man match, and, you know, you put up some prize. I mean, realistically speaking, I guess Sasha could get involved on the Raw side of things, but I think that's unlikely. I think it's just going to be a two-on-two, and if anything, maybe at SummerSlam, Carmella gets involved on the SmackDown side of things, and that gets you another person involved in that match. But with the triple threat that's going to happen on SmackDown and the Fatal 4-Way that's going to happen on Raw, because yes, folks, I do think that it's going to be a triple threat on SmackDown. John Cena, Shinsuke, and Jinder is what you're talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, because the question is, I feel like who would, who would Cena wrestle against if he were to lose the five ways? Who would they put him with? Rusev again? Uh, I you, you've got Rusev, you've got Orton. They, had, you know, Orton's gotten... I wouldn't be surprised if Orton's gone for a while. I hope so. But you've got all sorts of, you know, you could do Baron Corbin, you could do... Yeah, I guess. But I think, see, I do think you're right. I think it seems they tend, WWE tends to, and this isn't necessarily a bad thing, you have these matches to build a number one contender, and then amazingly enough, you're left with no number one contender. So that's what Angle, and we can talk about the fact that Angle apparently can't straighten his legs, which is kind of well, creepy. Well, the way he the way he was standing in... On the show, he spent the entire time kind of like this. And so he's walking around, almost kind of like hunched over, and it just looked like he was having difficulty. Is this a new thing? Or I, you it was the first time I noticed it this week. But you so, haven't read any reports. No, but it just, I noticed that maybe he was trying to make himself look smaller compared to Joe and Roman and Braun. Not that he would need to with Braun, but maybe he was just trying to hunch himself over, but it just, it was noticeable that his posture was a little off. Didn't notice it. Maybe it's just the exhaustion of being a new dad. That's true, too. I was just thinking. You know what I mean? You got a new son. New dad you, is hard. That's Speaking a lot of pressure. of new dads, did you watch Smacking Talk? I did not watch Smacking Talk, which is their pirate version of talking. Yeah, I wanted Smack. to ask you guys. I read a little bit about that online. It was on Tout. Exclusive. So how does that work exactly? Are they owned by 
What is it? What is Tau? I don't know any of these things. It's a social network that the WWE invested in a couple years ago. Okay, so it's part of WWE. They were, yeah. Not if really. you go back to like, I think 20, it was a partnership. I think it's expired. If you go back to like 2013, 2014, they were Michael Cole was saying Tau like every 12 okay. seconds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you also will know if you go on to Tau and you go to the WWE's uh, profile, they haven't posted a video since 2014. No, because <laughs> I think after a while they went, "This is going nowhere." And well, I th- yeah, I think their partnership was a little bit um, thing. But yeah, I you know whether or not this is. WWE approved or if it's just you know I tweeted out that this is the action of two people Renee and Daniel Bryan who no longer care if they get fired I don't know if I actually meant that I think it's a joke I think they did it as a one-off I'd be very surprised to see it continue in the future and And it was a good joke and again WWE if the rumors are true that Vince showed up canceled it but then is not there I could see other people in WWE being like yeah do it now can I ask what are the reasons behind canceling Vince he, McMahon doesn't like it. He showed up because Vince okay, is no so longer just one of those typical. Vince isn't situations. going to every TV. That's the report. Is he's not showing up to every TV anymore? He showed up. He watched it. He didn't like it. He canceled it. Not one that, time watching it. Not that the ratings were bad. <clears throat> Plus, and you know, it's it's an I- ironic thing, but it gives people the chance to get over on their own. You know, The Miz cutting his epic promo right, or right. any of the stuff Kevin Owens did or even the Usos or whoever. It's a chance for them to just be themselves, not what the WWE brain trust wants them right. to be. And so that's something that Vince never created himself. Was not, that a concept that he came up with? He might have come up with the idea of Talking Smack, but there's a lot of freedom on that show that I don't think I just feel like he if it's not one of his of. babies, that's also get true. rid of it. That's so. also true. It could be a... I don't know who created the idea, but... Mm. So I, he'd go in and go, You're fired! Maybe. I no, know. I don't think so, because no. Renee Young and Daniel Bryan found out that the show had been canceled on Twitter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Neither one of them had been formally told about it. That hurts. Yeah. So I think he just went... That was the end okay. of it. <clears throat> but anyways, so Battleground, again, was not the best show, I thought. I thought the ending to Shinsuke, Baron Corbin was... Garbage. Yeah, I mean, it was just it, just it just showed that the match was a waste of time. I think I think what people have problems with is people have this idea that twenty five years of history has taught us is that pay per views end feuds, and that is no longer how it works in WWE. Pay per views don't end feuds. Baron Corbin and Shinsuke, I think, ended on Tuesday. Yeah. So Shinsuke won and now is moving on. So do unless you like Baron... that change, I always felt. In, I, I like the old model of... In a world where you have so many paper... I don't want somebody... I don't want Kevin Owens to feud with 12 people a year and it always ends at a pay-per-view. Here's no, my July no, opponent. Yeah, Here's I, I my August like opponent. It, it, <clears throat> once in a while it should. I think you're right. I think some of these storylines just drag. You know, drag. I think the fact that we got more than one Jinder Orton match was unnecessary. That's painful. But at the same time, I you know... Obviously, that feud is over unless Orton makes himself a part of the number one contendership. But he he got his rematch and lost, so that's All, everything you know. I've read said that anybody that has made comments online online, Randy Orton is just they want him out of the title picture. <clears throat> I think a lot of people are you saying in WWE? No, no, just, I'm just saying this particular feud. Yeah, with General Hall, they just no. they don't like it. They want it. <clears throat> no, Randy Orton was a top guy to take the revival's turn term a top guy whom Jinder could beat. Right. And now Jinder feasibly, if you were to if you were to subscribe Lock Sock and Barrel to WWE's philosophy, Jinder is a bigger champion now because I beat a 14 time champion and yes it required 
the fact that the one of those Singh, Kali. It required, well, the Kali and the Singh brothers, one of them who was able to crawl yeah. through the hole. That was in, highlight, yeah. I mean, they, that was, they were great. And I that was looking at those table. holes, and at one point during the match, before that happened, I was thinking to myself, why isn't Randy just he crawl probably through could that hole? Yes. Through. I thought he could there make were a couple it. People being all viper like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I give whichever one of them I took IGN the bump credit. For falling through that table, that was that was good. That yeah. was a good <clears throat> spot. Although, which spot was better, that or the security guard that Braun Strowman oh, threw man. out of the ring on Monday? On Monday, um, it looked like that guy died. I, it well, was, he's, he's he's peeing blood for about a month. Oh like, my he God. landed he on his bounced. side. Like that. Yeah, that was rough. He earned what about fifty bucks that night to get launched out of there. I don't know, but that was should, nasty. if anyone deserves a James Ellsworth style push, it would be yeah, that yeah, guy. That That's right, right <laughs> He just shows up with a T-shirt of him flying through the. But air. if you watch that video, though, to, I mean Braun Strowman's a beast, but that guy did help a little bit. Doesn't matter. Himself he, over. That's I mean, an A plus effort. No, I, oh, absolutely. If I'm WWE, I'm calling that guy anytime I'm in the Pittsburgh, you know, Pennsylvania or New England area. Get up here. There should be a montage of just Braun Strowman throwing people. Has anybody done that yet? Uh, Mark Henry with the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> For a while, he was throwing people backstage. Be hilarious. Yeah, but just Braun just destroying, just throwing people. people. Yeah. yeah. What did you think about the end to AJ Styles and Owens at the pay per view? Garbage. I think something happened. I was guessing it was supposed to be a double pin. I think it was supposed to be right. a double pin. Though it's weird to do a double pin with one referee. Yeah. You usually need two referees. On either side, one's counting AJ's shoulders, one's counting Owen's shoulders. So that was weird. I would, I had figured it was going to be some sort of, we were heading to some sort of gimmick match at SummerSlam, like a ladder match or something mm-hmm. like that. <clears throat> and so there was going to be some sort of controversy in terms of who the U.S. champion was. I think they did a nice job causing us all to forget about that because as soon as Jericho came out... Yeah. You know, maybe it's going to be a triple threat ladder match for them or whatever they decide to do with the U.S. title. <clears throat> but it was a little... And that match to me... Now, granted, it was around 10 o'clock, which is, as everyone knows, my witching hour. So I was falling asleep as, you know, doesn't matter what match it's going to be. I'm going to be falling asleep at around 10 o'clock. But um, it was not as good as I think... I, you know, you hear AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens and you're like, all right, was, I'm going to sit down and watch a match of the year candidate and that's not what I got. I mean, I think a lot of people online were talking about how it seemed like something was wrong with the finish. And I didn't necessarily at the time think there was something wrong with the finish. Like, I didn't necessarily notice that it wasn't right. Like, a lot of people were saying, oh, that clearly something got botched there. Wait, I, that yeah. wasn't obvious to me. But what it did feel like to me was it was another match with a non-ending. I had just seen Baron Corbin and Shinsuke, and now I'm watching this, and it was just another match that night where I was like, okay, <coughs> a lousy have, ending. Yeah, What's going like on? Well, and that's, that's you know, progressing. I have no problem with DQ finishes. I have no problem whatever the last SmackDown pay-per-view was. I have no the, problem with any type of finish. Countouts, DQs, whatever. But whatever happened there, it, like I said, I didn't feel <coughs> botched to me, but it felt off. It yeah. felt like something, was, something got truncated, yes. and it wasn't right. I feel like in the in in the past years ago with disqualifications they were more theatrical. Mm-hmm. Now it's just kind of these sudden what the well, hell just happened were, garbage they were, finishes and they were rare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the honky tonk man would make a big production out of rolling out of the ring to try to take the count out, but whoever the babyface is would go after them and get them. The Usos rolled out of the ring to take the count out, and New Day, New Day just watched them. Right. Like, why aren't you chasing after them? Because it's in the script. <clears throat> so I think that's it. I think if we, you know, if you were to look and try to figure out 
go back to whatever year, 88, 98, even 2008, the number of these kind of finishes, non-finishes, the, the ratio is higher. They're happening much more often now than they were. You know, if you went three or four pay-per-views of pinfalls, submissions, pin, you know, something like that, and then all of a sudden you saw a disqualification, you'd be like, okay, that's yeah. a novel thing. Yeah. <coughs> I'm just having a hard time personally getting invested in a lot of these feuds and matches, which is, which is sad. You know, I'm, I'm trying to stay positive, but it's just that last pay per view to me was. I, I mean, mean and honestly, it was two pay per views in a row that I kind of felt like. Well, yeah, that like Great Balls of Fire. That card was, was great. Yeah, card blowing into it for Great Balls of Fire looked unbelievable. I was super excited, but that was another thing where at the end of the night, I just sort of felt like that show fell flat for me as well. But you can say it was way better than the last pay per view. Yeah, I mean, it was better than Battleground. That's, that's for sure. Okay. But that's not it, saying much. But is it is it that there's again? Is it that there's too much of it? Because if you're watching Raws and SmackDowns every week and then these, you know, a SmackDown or a pay-per-view has to be far and away better to make it seem better than all of this other. Like SmackDown, even Raw this week, both of those shows were really quite good. So what is these, what is the bar for a pay-per-view now if we can get these great shows? Well, I don't know, but I mean... <clears throat> For instance, you could have just put that Shinsuke Nakamura Baron Corbin thing on the pay-per-view instead of the match that we got. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. Why did that happen on Tuesday? Why couldn't you just end the feud on Sunday? Because then... <laughs> what happens in, in your neighborhood that this dog goes so crazy? You know, a person walks by. Maybe another dog <laughs> walks by. by. From the wind. Maybe someone with a stroller, bears roll by. dancing yeah. <laughs> just for me. Yeah. <clears throat> yes, I, I I understand. I do completely understand what you're saying. But to play the devil's advocate, they got two shows worth of TV out of that now. Yeah, and one of them wasn't worth watching. But you watched it. Yeah, maybe next time I won't. Huh? Maybe you won't. Well, and someone like me who I I, I don't have subscription to the network. I'm watching this and I'm like, if this is the way it's going to be, I'm never going to buy it. And yeah, I, but you're not, okay, to be fair. You're never going to get I'm never going to get it. My wife's not going to let me, but I'm saying, if I had the opportunity and the freedom to, the way things have been going, I mean, I'd be watching the old content for yes. the days where I actually, yes. Know, well, and that's, and that's how they get you. Is, right. And again, smart move on their part. Yeah. Nine ninety nine. It is. It is almost financially irresponsible not to buy it because if you're going to watch anything, even if you're going to watch every Monday, I'm just going to put on a RAW, and I'm not going to watch 2017 RAW. I'm going to watch ninety yeah. seven. I guess RAW. we always like to go back and look at the past, anyway. So that that so. always makes sense. All right, but either way, SmackDown Tuesday last night. We're recording this on Wednesday. Much better direction. Yeah. However. Mm. I do not know who attacked Breezango. And the fact that they left that open really bothers me. I, I know who it's going to be. It going, it? Yeah, well, the, the question is, is anyone going <clears> to <throat> really care? Is Harper and Rowan back together again? Like, I'm going to be very excited for that, but I am in the minority because I tend to enjoy... I'm a Bo Dallas fan. So the fact that Harper and Rowan are together again... I like Luke Harper... But isn't it? It's pretty clear that those two guys are never gonna 
amount to anything. Maybe they'll hold a tag. That's title, what I'm saying. Well, and the fact that they didn't even that seems unlikely. They did not hold the WWE tag title all that the year or two that they were with Bray and Bray was feuding with everybody and they had all of these matches with the Usos. They never won the title, so I am okay with them reforming, even if it's for six to eight months, and holding the tag title. New Day versus Harper and Rowan, sign me up. I just kind of get the feeling they're not going to hold the tag titles. They never have, they never will. Was Rusev on SmackDown? No. I don't think so, anyways, was he? I don't remember seeing him, because Cena moved on to gender. Yep. Yeah. I don't think he was there. I think that they should start putting him in a pencil skirt, and I think he should probably go out there with Lana and just do his damnedest to... Look ravishing as she's doing her thing in the room. <coughs> he he becomes her manager now? Yeah, absolutely. Alright. So, anything else from Raw or SmackDown? GQ, as our guest, we'll let you steer oh. the conversation. I, I, I don't even watch it. That's that's the problem. You, did you watch Raw or SmackDown this week? No, I, what I do is I actually go on, to the, on YouTube on the WWE account and I watch and their top up. tens for each show. Uh, which I did not get a chance to watch Raw's. How would Mrs. GQ feel about you just being like, look, I'm going to sit down from 8 to 11. Our child's in bed, because as we all know, GQ is a father. Please don't... Why didn't you want to say, please don't bother me? I'm watching this from 8 to 11. <laughs> yeah, that would never happen. She'd probably tell me to go sleep in my car. <laughs> um, I mean, No, I mean, she, she just... she. I think... Actually, speaking, let me just, I want to mention this real quick. She's actually earned a little bit more respect because of the show Glow. I think she's seen kind of, I mean, obviously, it's a TV show. It's it's based on some, I know. But I think, I, at least, no, you're shaking your head. I now. love that Doc is shaking his head. Doc has met Mrs. GQ like three times and <laughs> once was at their wedding. Yeah. And no, I think it's more than three she, times. She, she hates me. That's not true at all. All spouses hate me, though, so... Even my own. It's because I come over here to watch wrestling all the time and she just hates it. But I I think Glow at least got her to respect a little bit more what it takes to be a wrestler in some sense. What would it take? Because having gone to high school with you and Mrs. GQ, she was an athlete. She was a multi-sport athlete. I think it's... What would would it take for you to be like, just sit down and watch and appreciate... Maybe she should watch Lana's entrance. I think she'd probably think it was really stupid. <laughs> she just—I think she has a hard time understanding that it's, in a sense, you know, it's performance. But you know, it's—it's it's just something she can't get past the, the under, like the fact that I enjoy something that's scripted like that and it's choreographed. But if you watch any show that's scripted, like well, that's what I'm saying. But it's just something about this. It's just too fake for her for me to to, right. to understand for somebody to enjoy. I guess. You know, but we all have. I mean, she watches shows that are, in essence, modern soap operas, and they're absolutely terrible. So everybody has. Did she watch any reality TV? No, I will tell you, she does not. The only things are Chopped, Chopped, and a couple like home improvement shows. Okay. No, she doesn't watch any of that stuff. She's not watching The Amazing Race. No, or Big Brother and (coughs) The Bachelorette. No, 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 all that stuff is fake and scripted. Right, right, right. No, she only. It's to a certain degree. I mean, it's. She wouldn't watch that stuff. So but what yeah. you're saying is she just doesn't like entertainment. Well, wrestling. Entertainment. She's humorless. No, that's, that's what, what you're saying. Is, what you're saying is she has in she her likes mind. She likes It's okay. Let it go. She has in her mind a connection. When she thinks of wrestling, 
she sees our two dopey faces, meaning Zach and myself. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, no, I'm not going to have anything to do with that. Because despite the fact that I went that. to DC Matthews' fifth birthday party, I don't, I'm GQ's? not... GQ's? Mrs. GQ. Wait, was oh, went to yours? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. I've been friends with Mrs. GQ since kindergarten. Well, I can't say. I've known her. We were friends up until I started stealing her boyfriend away from her. <laughs> right, and then you were no longer friends. No, then we weren't friends anymore. Yeah. Then I was then I was in the camp. My wife is a good person. She is. She is a <laughs> Just, wonderful you know, person. Wonderful who hates us. <laughs> but, right. but uh speaking of glow, we don't talk much about you it. You can talk Have you, you watched talk. it yet? I have not watched a single episode of Glow. Will you ever watch it? Yes. What are your opinions on this, Doc, on Glow? Because we haven't really had the chance to sit down and talk about Glow. It was good. Okay. <laughs> you wanna elaborate a little bit on that? That's I mean, a great any, podcaster. For, Fine, so, for somebody who's listening here who likes wrestling that might be apprehensive about watching that show, why should that be your opinion? Besides it, the fact it's based on wrestling in the eighties. Seriously. Tell me. It was good. Okay. <laughs> Alright, I guess we're moving on to the next topic. Okay. <clears throat> no, it was you know, it was just it was it was a fun show that happened to be about wrestling. It was funny. Um I think all the girls gave good performances. And, you know, it was sort of I mean, I think people overstate a little bit. Oh, well, it was based on a real thing. Yeah, I mean, very loosely yeah, right. based. You know what I mean? Like, not even all, not even like all the same characters or anything are showing up. Although you can definitely see there are some similarities. Right, right. Um, but I don't know. You know, it just it was just as someone who has an interest in professional wrestling, it, it's an example of something maybe a little bit more mainstream right. of wrestling being treated. I know it's a comedy ostensibly, but being treated more seriously. There were some pretty treated, real life situations. hundred uh, percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think it's just an example of professional wrestling being represented in the mainstream pop culture in a positive, um, affirming sort of way, affirming sort of way rather. And I don't know. just overall, I think it's a refreshing treatment for a much maligned, Genre, you know what I mean? As you said, your wife won't even think twice about watching wrestling, but she watched and I believe appreciated oh, Glow. We blew right through that show. So, you know, week. again, I just think that is, you know, excellent. And I think it doesn't hurt that it also took place in the 80s, which was just. Oh, yeah, great time best. period. Yeah, yeah. so. <clears throat> so has she watched Southpaw Regional Wrestling? I don't think so. That probably took place in the 80s. Even I haven't watched all that. Oh, no, man. but there is a documentary based off, well, Glow is based off of it, which is actually really called Glow. I'm trying to get her to sit down and, and watch we'll that. We watch that, do too. They about, do they talk about what Glow stands for? The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get her to watch it, but again, it goes back to, now we're going from a show that's mostly fabricated to some degree to real-life wrestling, and so she's a little... How much, as someone, as the one person in the room who has not seen Glow, <clears throat> how much of that show is the actual wrestling? Or how much of it is just... I wouldn't say too is, much. Re- is wrestling just a plot device that they kind of work around? I mean, the entire show is ostensibly about them putting together this wrestling show. Yeah. So they're training, or they're developing their characters, or their... So, I mean, I would say everything revolves around the wrestling. Yes. Although there is a good number of things that sort of happen tangential to that as you're like learning the ladies' personalities and stuff. But I would still say a good I would say a good fifty percent is, you know, either the training or the character direct character development, like of their wrestling characters. Yes. Yeah. But not the actual in ring no. action. No, no. It's also about 
women trying to make a name for themselves in a time period where men were just dominating everything. Every like today. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Yeah, like all I mean, time. Well, no. Yeah, it's still obviously prevalent now, but I mean even even more to some degree back then. But I mean, yeah, now, I mean, you can argue that's pretty similar. We don't have to go into that. I think DC Matthews disagrees. He's giving me this look like he's saying a women have it much easier no, today. No, because you're looking no, at, no. you're looking at me with the smug smile of I'm stirring the pot. Watch me stir this pot. Do you see me over here? The pot is being stirred, and I am the one who stirs it. For I am Doc Manson, pot stirrer. Pot stirrer. And what color might that pot be, sir? Orange. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, again, I, I haven't seen the show. I just recommend seeing it. I remember reading about Glow in Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine back when it was an actual thing. <coughs> back I, when the magazine was an actual thing or when the show was an no, actual No, the magazine is still an actual thing, I is think, it? for like eight people who still subscribe to it. Okay. But when Glow is an actual promotion. Yeah, okay, fair enough. All right. No, but there's something I do want to talk about, though. Okay. I want to talk about Lana. Because I feel like there's been an awful lot of people talking about how terrible she is and how she's a bad wrestler and her performance on Sunday was a joke. And then obviously on Tuesday, the crowd was just chanting, you can't wrestle at her for the entire time she was in that match. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I just want to say, like, I don't think she's bad. She is doing a credible job for someone who was not a wrestler. She was a dancer. She was an actress. She was in the Pitch Perfect movies. She, not a wrestler. She's doing a fine job, I think. I, you know, I think she's better than Naomi when Naomi started. Like oh, when absolutely. They, when they first started putting Naomi on absolutely. television. Let's all remember, we had this conversation when we were doing the Eva Marie back and forth last year. Trish Stratus put on the worst wrestling match potentially ever. It was her... <coughs> I think JBL was involved in some way, Brad. It was a mixed tag team match. It was so bad to With the point Jackie and Chris Jackie, Nuff, that yeah. Jim Ross had to apologize on the air. Yeah, there was something like, thank God this is over. Yes, yes. I remember that. that he was pretty he could not, him, the greatest announcer of all time, could not save it and had to just call it what it was. Yeah, a bad like match. Like a Bosch Bulldog. That is like Trish Stratus, yeah, that was horrible. who is now a Hall of Fame. But I think, but she, I don't think it was really her fault in that match. It was the one from, was she from Tough Enough? Or <coughs> Jackie? I mean, yeah, Jackie was never good. No, but, but at the same time, it was both of, you know, either way, both of them had to be involved. And so Lana is doing just fine for her first, this is her first, and she's probably done what? Ten matches on. Lana. I mean, I'll say it again. That very first match she had was on the pay per view. Her yeah, versus Naomi for the, for the title. They did fine. Yes. Yeah. It, yeah. Like that was a fine match. Yes. It and was she, not terrible. And she does. The crowd is turned on her. Yes, one hundred percent. But I just want to draw attention to that because I do think the crowd has turned no, on her. And I Twitter has turned on her, but she is not that bad. I, I, I don't even mean to say that as a backhanded compliment. I mean, I think she, I think she's again. She's green. She's training. Yes. But I think she's fine being on television with her current skill set. I appreciate your positivity. I also will take a minute to appreciate the conversation we had in the car earlier today. There was a little bit of a Twitter intervention because you have noticed... A Twittervention, if you will. With all of my free time, a lot of which has been spent on Twitter. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. 
you have found that I am falling down the rabbit hole of negativity and I am spending... And the funny thing is, here's the funniest thing about it. You're falling down the rabbit hole of negativity while proclaiming to be spouting off positivity. Like, you've, you've, you've made a renewed effort almost on both fronts. Like, in, leading <clears throat> up to the pay-per-view, like, your Twitter feed for, like, the last two days before that was basically just... Promoting positivity, promoting positivity, like saying positive things that you were expected or hoping to come out of that. Yes, and I did that because I was seeing so many negative things that I decided for every negative thing I see about Battleground, I'm going to post a positive right. thing about okay, that. Okay, so, so you were doing that, but at the same time, like you've been getting into a lot more interactions, I would say, with other people <coughs> on Twitter where you're sort of... Correcting bad behavior, I guess. Yes, I am. Tr- I am trying to fix the problem, and in essence, I'm becoming part of the problem. And that's just the thing, man. Like people out there, when they say things, like they're doing it for a laugh or for a lark, and it just seems like you're admittedly okay. So you're on vacation. You've got extra time right now. You're inundated with it. Like you're spending a lot of time on Twitter, and if you like doing that, power to you. Stay on Twitter as much as you want. But it seems like it's getting to you. It seems like you're seeing all that negativity. It's affecting you in the cockles of your heart to the point where, like, you feel like you have to say something. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I've been, fe- <clears throat> I've been feeling like I've needed to call people out on their negative behavior, and that was is probably not necessary. So I appreciated the Twittervention. It was kind of you, and. I agree. Let's, I will try to focus again on the positive and just... I need to be more... See, here was the, here was the problem. I needed to stop fanboying over beer. All right? That's We're going to talk about this later. Okay. You you go ahead. I'll, I'll leave and let you two have that part. Just a show. quick shout out to Back East Brewery for delicious beer called the Ice Cream Man. It's got a delicious orange creamsicle IPA flavor. I'm back telling Back to you. It is I delicious. Think, <clears throat> I think the two of you should have a... Beer podcast. I'm not sure that we should anymore. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> We're not going to go into that. No, it's, it's it's gotten expensive. Right. The problem with these, and I'm sure some people out there who are the micro beer enthusiasts as myself know that you could potentially want a four pack of something, wait two hours in line, and pay like $25 for it. So it gets a little expensive. Is that something that were you waiting in the rain for that? That didn't happen once. <clears throat> One time, but uh, no. It but it just gets oh oh look, look who's coming over to try a little. Oscar's having some beer. Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Manson, what are your thoughts? It's not a good reaction. Not a big fan. You can go away. This is one of the you can better. You had no, but you posted something. You had one on Sunday for Battleground that you liked. Hmm. Not a bunny in the can. Yeah, it was more of the picture and the label than the actual. No, the beer itself was quite the good too. Was it was more mild. Good. It was more of a uh, citrusy. Yeah, she's like, but she's only going to try a beer if she appreciates the. But she mascot. she does no, at least I try. She tries like everything, everything that we pour. Right. She's not a big IPA fan. But, Fair enough. But there are the occasional ones. I'm a big APA fan. One of these days, DC, we're going to just at least have you have a little bit of a beer sampling. Uh, Mrs. Matthews has offered to be the driver and let because because the our but thing, it can even be done here. I can bring <clears> some stuff and we can have a nice flight and it's simple. Just try a couple things and if you don't like it, you don't like it. Name the time and place. 
I will comment freely and openly on them because I am not a beer fan, but I will try it because <clears throat> I do feel like this is an area where the two of you, you know, Doc is always a big fan of finding things that I can be excluded from. So the fact that this, this is it, because there's nothing, you know. Do you think so little of me, sir? Can we you had this out on a future all right, episode. All right, let's not argue. Do me a favor. Just smell inside the can. And tell me what you think. That's one of my favorite things to do. What do you What do you smell when you sniff that can? That sweet can. Metal. That's not what you smell. <laughs> Would you like me to try it now? Would you like? Me yeah, to... take a sip of mine. I don't All have right. any diseases. What is this called? Sarsitos. <laughs> you can really taste the chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stop! Herpes tastes like it's gonorrhea. It's gonorrhea. You're gonna have a bready, multi flavor. That's it. It tastes. I don't taste any citrus. It's not bad. That's the malt. It's a very bready flavor at the end. Yeah. It's that, but it's it's that's what you taste. It's like liquid bread, and I'm like, if I want bread, I just want bread. Why would I have liquid bread? It's so much better to drink it though. Okay. Well, I appreciate you trying it. I, I would, I would, I will definitely try more. I think that would be good. All right. We gotta do it. Yeah. Don't don't back down now. I'm, Name the time and place. I'm naming The neighborhood it. has heard. The neighborhood has heard. There will be a beer tasting. We'll do a DC and Doc Talk episode that is all beer tasting. We did the Oreo taste test a few weeks ago. Okay, but we're not going to pour a bunch of different beers together and taste them. <laughs> yeah, that would be bad. That would be disgusting. Oh, man. That picture Mrs. Manson posted of the four Oreos stacked. That was I can't ridiculous. believe I put that in my mouth. All right. Piece of positivity all the way down the line as we wrap up today's show. Uh, it's time already? Yes. Well, it's getting to be 45 minutes. Yeah. Wow. I know. That's time flies when you're having fun. Mrs. Manson, anything positive from the world of wrestling? Oh, yes. Jericho's yes. back. Chris Jericho Come has on, returned. Man. He's And he's got like almost soccer mom style hair now. Like yes. his hair is back you to that like, weird quite, length. Quite GQ. At GQ on draft. A very special guest here this week on DDT Wrestling. What's your piece of positivity? You know what? I, I'm actually, quite honestly, looking forward to it. It actually hasn't happened yet, but I am looking forward to the potential uh, four-way match um, on summer for SummerSlam with Reigns, Joe, yeah. Strowman, and Lesnar. I think that actually might be pretty good. Looks great. Looks great. So Looks I'm excited great. for that. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. I have two pieces of positivity this oh, week. Oh my goodness! The first, as we mentioned earlier in the show, is Kevin Owens quietly leaving the ring. Uh, in the, the opening segment of SmackDown this week, that was hilarious. I was actually dying as I saw him doing it. And I, until they called him out at the end, I really thought he was going to get away just with just disappearing. And it, I, I was laughing pretty much the whole time. Um, and then the second thing, which we also mentioned earlier in the show, is going to be that bump taken by that security guard by Braun Strowman. Yeah. He flew... And bounced. Like, that was so ridiculous. Oscar, it's not your turn. Uh, and again, just... Oscar, wait, Braun, your turn. Braun Strowman can do no wrong. That's, no. I mean, he's great right now. Did you have a second one? Uh, also, I'm, I'm very happy that Kurt Angle's taking responsibility and is becoming another father to another child. Oh, and Smacking Talk, if you haven't watched that, Daniel Bryan taking responsibility for his uh, second known child was hilarious. Chad Gable? Indeed. Yes! It was pretty funny. There's a paternity test and everything. That's yes! Awesome. That's pretty awesome. All right, I will have to check that out. My pieces of positivity, um, I will bring up again uh, 
The New Japan G1 tournament is happening. English commentary is over. That is less than ideal. But uh, I did see a hilarious WrestleSilly match between Kenny Omega and Toru Yano that you would have died during the first few minutes. It was yeah. everything we like about stupid WrestleSilly. Awesome. All in one place. Um, the second thing I will say, I'm going to give a lot of credit to a guy I normally don't talk about. Some point in the last few months... Elias Sampson became a very good heel and a very decent wrestler. I still have trouble watching him. That's but. fine. But his the no DQ match with he and Finn Balor was pretty good, considering I'm not wild about Finn Balor. I, I thought he actually did well. I think Bray Wyatt's going to do very good things for him heading into SummerSlam. But I give a lot of credit to Elias Sampson. That gimmick should be going nowhere and he's doing some decent work with it. So I wanted to give him a shout-out, because I know he listens to the podcast. Thanks, Grifter. All right. Anything else? We've got two Mansons, a GQ, and an Oscar. I like when you say Oscar. It sounds like Jericho's. Oscar. That's why we, yeah. That's why Oscar. we do it. Oscar. Uh, anything else for the good of the order before we head out into that glorious Wednesday afternoon? Lana's getting her chance. Lana's getting her chance. We talked about that. I think you were out walking, Oscar. We talked about that. Lana's getting her chance. No? GQ I'm actually nothing. just happy to be back on with you guys. It's been a long time. I appreciate yeah. you I made really it. I appreciate you made it through the whole podcast without coming up with a reason to leave. Thank you. That was oh, really you're welcome. nice. And I didn't talk about Lita, except for right now. <laughs> She's hot. And I love her. Are you going to try you to watch... of Maria? Maria? Oh, yeah. Maria? I think they're all beautiful women, quite honestly. We, we don't have time on this show to have it out, but I will agree, I, you were more right than I was. There was one moment of her facial expressions being terrible, but other than that, she's been just fine. I hate that I literally sing that song everywhere I go. I literally have no idea what it sounds like. It's through the greatest. <laughs> Take us out, DC. And here are your testicles. <laughs> Can you rub your hat on them, please? Yeah. Mrs. Manson, GQ at GQ on draft, Doc Manson at Doc Manson, I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. Until we meet again, my friends, we'll see you around the neighborhood. Send us some emails, too. This is a DDT Wrestling at Gmail, <laughs> Gmail. <laughs>